Welcome uh, to episode uh, 214 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is is Saturday, people. It's the weekend. Here we go. Uh, It is Saturday, uh, Saturday the 22nd of May, 2021. And um, hey... I hope you're all doing out, uh, out, doing out, doing all right out there. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, is it going to be one of those episodes where you're tripping over every word, Ben? Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Um, it's a bit early in the morning, people. Uh, it is uh, nine o'clock in the morning. I know that's not early for some people. Um, but it's early for me. And, uh, and that's what counts, isn't it? That's, it's all about me, people. Here we are. Giving ourselves that narcissistic uh, twice weekly um, hit that I need, and um, uh, it's all about me, isn't it? Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, that's I know people don't like to admit it, uh, but pretty much life is all about ourselves, isn't it? I know we try and we try, don't we? We try to give a shit about other people to make ourselves feel good about ourselves, but. The bottom line is it comes down to what we're interested, uh, whether we listen to people or <laughs> take an interest in what they've got to say or a cause, whether that cause makes us look good on the outside. Is that it? I don't know. Maybe we're being a bit too honest this morning, Benny Boy. Um, anyway, um, I hope you're all doing well out there. Uh, keeping safe, are you? How's everything with you? Is it okay? Good. That's great. Can I move on from this conversation now? Yes. Okay. I'm going. Um, anyway, um, talking about, we're going to go straight into the uh, things that have interested me this week. The things that interest me, people, it's all about me. Um, yeah. Um, here's here's a uh, here's a bit of a shock to the old system. Shrek. Um, uh, this is uh, one of the uh, massive blockbusters, sort of like one of those first animation uh, films, uh, is 20 years old, uh, apparently. Um, just moving out of his parents' house, <laughs> like it's got a fucking chance these days. Everyone's going to be living with their parents until they're fucking 50. Um, oh, Benny Boy got out early, baby. Uh, Shrek apparently is twenty and uh, has been in 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 hindsight now. This is what happens, people. This is what happens between generations, isn't it? Uh, it's now uh, apparently an unfunny and overrated low for blockbuster animation. Uh, the fairy tale comedy was a hit with critics and audiences, but its toilet humour, glibness, and shoddy animation mark it out as a misfire. Um, this is what, uh, the current generation, you millennial, millennials out there, this is what you think of Shrek, is it? Hmm? Yeah? The hill we're willing to die on us, older people. Is that, is this what, is this what you think of Shrek, yeah? You, you, you fucking, you may take our lives, but you'll never take our Shrek. Um, Shrek has an outhouse with a working toilet. Um, it's not part of the film's Cynical brand of irreverence that an ogre's latrine is supported by modern plumbing. Jesus, is this really it? And it's certainly not consistent with the hygiene of a swamp-dwelling beast who bathes in mud, brushes his teeth in slime, and boasts of a killer weed rat stew. 
but after a lime green hero Lipru wipes his ass with a fairy tale ending, it was apparently decided that the film needed that emphatic flushing sound before the smash mouths. You know, this isn't true. You know, <laughs> I don't think it has to be this realistic. Apparently, it says here, 20 years later, that flushing sound seems to signify the moment when blockbuster animation circled the drain. This is basically uh, in The uh, Guardian, uh, a hatchet job of uh, Shrek. Uh, uh, it's hard to account for why Shrek hit the cultural moment as squarely as it did, other than, you know, people seem to enjoy it or why. It's because it amalgamated all of those fairy tales, wasn't it? You know, it came up with a new sort of like the ogre who was always the bad one in the fairy tales. You know, he became the hero, um, the main protagonist in it, wasn't he? And um, it kind of turned all those fairy tales on its head. And I can see like, you know, since there's been endless amounts of fucking sequels to it over the years, when it first came out, it did seem you know, um, a, a new slant on stories that you already knew. You know what I mean? It was that new, you know, it was just a twist, a nice little twist where the underdog in all of the other fucking stories came out. This was, this is a change in culture that's happened here. Whereas when that came out, when was it? 20 years ago, what, late 90s, you know, um early 2000s um you had all of those you know it was a, it was a very different time you had those um you know it is it, more or less an anti sort of like hero in there haven't you you've just come off the back of films like fight club and american history x and you know films films like that and it references you know the, the 90s was a big thing for referencing popular culture you know, with things like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, those sort of films. So, um, and that's what Shrek did. And obviously that's been done and done and done to death. So if you're looking at it through the eyes of somebody who's coming from it for the first time, of course the animation doesn't look as good as it would today. Because it was fucking 20 years ago. You know what I mean? That's like saying, you know... Oh, God, for fuck's sake, why is Casablanca in black and white? Because it's fucking old. That's it. I don't know. Uh, the most curious element of Shrek is how uninterested it seems to be in the fairy tale universe it creates. In recent years, the studios have merged and brands have been further reinforced. We've seen plenty of eagerness for companies to trot out their IP. Um, uh, Space Jam, for instance, but there is much greater promise in a film that's about fairy tale favourites under threat from nursery rhymes to the Brothers Grimm. Well, I think it kind of does that. In the end, Shrek didn't save DreamWorks from selling itself off a few years later. Um, it didn't extend My Meyer's career past a hard expiration date, and Katzenberg found went on to found Quibi. The entire enterprise is left in the past. I don't know. I quite like it. I quite like Shrek, you know what I mean? Maybe it's... <laughs> Let's have a bit of tea. Maybe it's just because I was younger at that time. You know, I was 20s. You know, it was all right. I still had a childish mind. I still like toilet humour. Every time um, uh, my girlfriend 
mentions something about like uh, vaguely related to uh, um, uh, farting or um, uh, letting off steam or dropping wind or anything. Oh, it's windy outside today. I always have a compulsion to uh, make the noise like that. I don't know. Maybe that's it's it's going to be something that stays with me. I can't stop doing it. It's a compulsion uh, within me, I think. And I think many men are like that. <laughs> I do. It still makes me laugh. You know, I imagine, you know, sitting as a 70, 80-year-old man and somebody saying, oh, God, it's a bit windy today. And then I suddenly, I just make that little noise and uh, everything's all right, isn't it? I don't know. I, don't, I think they're looking into it too much. It's a fucking, you know, this is somebody in The Guardian. I know it has adult fucking um, jokes in there and that sort of thing, but they're not like, oh, fucking, you know. You know, they're not like proper adult jokes, are they? They're just things that kind of fly over the head of five-year-old kids. Um, and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's essentially a kid's film. You know what I mean? You look, you've got the somebody from The Guardian doing an article on a fucking kid's film 20 years after it come out. Jesus, could it be any more pretentious? Could they try and, you know, are they going to smash all of our fucking uh, golden icons from the past? Is that it? Um, the interesting thing about it was um, that, uh, that I... Uh, found out about Shrek uh, by reading this. Um, uh, it was it was actually meant to be uh, SNL cast member Chris Farley who was Shrek, but he obviously died, um, and uh, and then was replaced by Mike Myers, who, to be fair, has done fuck all since then. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, um, I don't think Mike Myers has done anything since then, has he? He was massive, weren't he? Mike Myers. Um, he did the Austin Powers films and shit like that. They were like fucking, you know, um, uh, you know, the spoof sort of like Bondy uh, films that he did and then um, uh, did Shrek and then seems to have, you know, gone down the toilet a little bit. And obviously... Um, uh, Eddie Murphy in it as well. I mean, the cast is fucking amazing. Um, it it's just it just says it is crude and juvenile in its appeals to adults uh, than children. The grown-ups in the room can snicker knowingly at Farquhar's name and the repeated reference to his penis size, while the kids are left with fart jokes and the wanton diminishment of timeless characters and stories. Don't underestimate fart jokes. <laughs> That's what I would say. Just don't underestimate them. You know, I'm sure, like, there would be, um, you know, these uh, the guy writing this Guardian article would love to see, you know, references to Sartre in there or Socrates or, you know, maybe, like... Um, a metaphor to do with uh, Joyce's Ulysses, but um, I don't think that's commercially viable <laughs> in a children's film. You know what I mean? Say what you like about anything, 
kids love a fucking fart joke. Um, they fucking love it. I've seen it. I've used them on kids. Um, not that I do kids comedy at all because it is, um, it is, <laughs> but I've seen kids comedy. I have seen what they laugh at at kids comedy. You know, they like, you know, toilet humor. That's what, that's, that's where we come from, isn't it? And there's a little bit of that kid in all of us still, apart from the guy, uh, or woman. It was it a woman or a guy writing this article. Um, uh, I don't know. Some of the comments underneath. Uh, um, Shrek has not aged well. CBBC level animation. Well, it was fucking 20 years ago, dickless. Um, accents, not in the least bit funny. It is very difficult to get your head around how it became such a hit in the first place. My kids now, 12 and 14, chose it as a family movie night choice. They both sat in stony silence throughout. Not as good as we remember, they both said. Um, well, no, because they're 12 and 14 now, aren't they? It's not really for kids that age. It's just a fucking, you know, romp along, you know, vaguely interesting with pop culture references. I think it even references like Kill Bill in there, didn't it? With the, um, in some of the films, not the original one, but, um, uh, you know, and, uh, and it's just the little, you know, callbacks to other shit and that sort of thing you know it's it's it's, i don't know what you want to get out of it what you're looking at why are you looking at shrek in a fucking critical sense the fact that you've fucking written the article about it in the first place shows how big the fucking film was i don't know man it's just this um i don't know there's a sort of pomposity of analyzing and critically um, looking at Shrek 20 years later, the fact that you're actually even doing that must show that it's like some sort of, you know, groundbreaking, you know, zeitgeisty sort of like movie of the time. Bit more tea there. Sorry, I'm going off on a rant. It's just... Uh... <laughs> you had a few bad reviews, Ben, in the past. People saying you're, you're full of toilet f- humour. You're fucking damn right I have. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it just seems like a bit of a hatchet job that didn't need to be done, really. I quite enjoy it, you know, just getting lost in, you know, some films you get into because you're, you know, like a psychological thriller or something like that, you're into that, you know, it's dark and shit and that sort of thing, and then sometimes in the afternoon you just want to watch a bit of, you know, have something on in the background that's vaguely entertaining, Whilst you're uh, contemplating writing the next horrendous bit of material that you've thought of. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know. I quite like it. I quite like it. Um, I always uh, like the donkey character in there. I fucking love Antonio Banderas. is uh, putting boots in it. I, I just thought it was, um, I, I thought it was good, man. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I have too much toilet humour. Maybe I ought to stop doing the old <laughs> after everything. You know, vaguely windy. Maybe, maybe I ought to do that. Change the person I am, baby. Um, anyway, um, let's have a look at um, some other people complaining. Here we go. 
Here we go. This was uh, angry couple demand apology from school after greasy gates stained their coats. Here we go at the Ben Briggs podcast. You know, surely somebody's got to be held accountable for what happens to them. Isn't it? You know, an angry couple have demanded a school apologies after their winter coats were ruined on a greasy gate while they were out walking their dogs. If anything, with the grease on there, they're going to be even more protected from the elements. Um... The Webs uh, want the school to say sorry after the incident, which ruined their warm coats. Have they only got one coat? They look like the <laughs> they look like the most miserable fucking people ever. The woman looks like her, ja- you know, you know when you see um, like the Churchill dog. You know the Churchill dog, the the fucking British bulldog. Like her jowls just look, they're holding up their coats with the grease. <laughs> is, that, is that what you want? I'd buy new coats. You know, I'd just go, ah, oh, fuck it. You learn some. I don't know why they've got it all over the back of their coats as well, if it's on a gate. She looks like she's been pressed up against the gate. They look as though they've done it on purpose. Uh, Helen and Philip Webb accidentally came into contact with the gate as they went went out for a lockdown stroll in Stoke. They only realised the presence of the grease when they got home, <laughs> hung their coat up and it slid off the hook. <laughs> and were shocked by the damage. I was shocked. Everyone's shocked these days, aren't they? I'm shocked. Everyone fucking, you know, reacts like they're a fucking red-top newspaper. Shocked. Scandalous. Uh, they took the coats to a dry cleaners, but the dry cleaners went, fuck off. We don't serve cunts like you, eh? <laughs> but uh, there was no way it would come out. And now they have bought raincoats to wear outside instead. But they have have to also wear fleeces underneath to stay warm. Nightmare. Nightmare. At no point did they think, just buy a new coat. You know, the webs of Mount Pleasant and Newcastle under Lyme, gig there. Uh, were in Palmer's way when they moved to one side to let another pedestrian pass them, and that's when the grease grabbed them. Um, they must have touched a gate leading to the playing field at Independent Newcastle and Line School, which left their coats covered in grease. Philip seventy five said, "With this social, if they if they buy another coat, that's good. That's them done. That's all they need to do, isn't it? You know, they don't look the fucking cleanest clo- coats in the first place, even without the grease on. This is what happens, isn't it?" Everybody tries to blame somebody else. Nobody fucking looks around. You know, nobody goes, oh, fucking hell, I've got grease on my on my coat. Eh, fucking hell. Shit, that's not going to come off. Um, Just bin it, buy a new coat, maybe. Uh, we didn't know about the grease until we were walking back, and Helen said, you've got grease all down your coat. <laughs> Still got that piss stain on your fucking trousers as well. Uh, she turned around and she said, uh, uh, I am upset and angry because, yeah, because they perfectly good coats until this happened. They look fucked. You know, it's time, you know, that is God trying to tell you something or the universe or whatever. That's, that's somebody telling you that you need to invest in a new fucking coat. Uh, it's an annoyance that the school has an accepted responsibility. Why, you know. You stand up against something. You you look what you're standing up against, don't you? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You know, um, I I wipe my shoes off every time I come back into the flat and put them away. 
That's what I do. I give them a little wipe off, keep them nice. You know, understood the school denies responsibility for the grease on the gate. I love it. Philip and Alan are 73 now. They are. They've lost two years. Think the school applied the grease in an attempt to stop trespassers getting onto the playing field. Oh, fuck off. That's what they've done, isn't it? We, we just stood aside to let people pass. You're trying to get on the playing field with your dog. You've got grease all over your jacket. And now you've made up this story. Come on, Helen. Uh, we feel really not. We, I'm disappointed with how the school has handled the situation. The stains are quite visible. There's no way you could wear them. You can wear them. You know, you, you're taking your dog for a walk over the playing fields. You want a shitty jacket on. <laughs> Bit of tea there. The same afternoon, we went to the dry cleaners and they said it was like axle grease and there was no way it would come off. Maybe rub an axle on you. You could do that, maybe. Uh, it's it's this it's stories like this, right? That fucking wind me up because they don't. They've got in the papers for it because they think, oh, if we get in the paper, we can put pressure on the fucking school, and you know, they want free jackets out of it. They were probably walking over the playing fields to walk their dogs. What time of day was it? They've let the school go out. What it doesn't say what time of day does it? Um. Uh, you know, uh, they've got it all down the back, and he's got it on the the right hand side of his jacket. How did she, you fucking pin herself up against the wall? They've tried to get through there. They've tried to get through the gate to go on the playing fields. The school have put the axle grease there. They've they've obviously like saying, "Man, it's not our axle grease, man," but. <laughs> You know the caretaker's got a big tub of it out the back. He's just like put a put a blanket over it in his little shed like that, just going, Now I'm denying all knowledge about this. They want an apology, they demand an apology, they're shocked, these people. Just get new fucking coats, put it down to a learning experience. Don't try and go on the school playing fields to walk your fucking dog. You know, that's the that's the main thing. They've been denied Walking their dog on the school playing fields. We know what's going on here, people, don't we? They've got grease all down their jacket. They probably wiped the grease on there themselves. Just because the fucking, you know, just because they got a little bit of grease on there and then they've had the idea and then we can get in the papers, we can put pressure on the school and act all. This is, this is the fucking thing these days. Everybody acts shocked and offended by everything. And um, nobody ever points a finger around to them. Why didn't the reporter just point the finger and just say, look, are you that stupid that you fucking, you can't see fucking lumps of fucking grease on a fucking fence? Just put it down to experience on the gate. Just put it down to experience. Buy yourself another fucking shitty jacket like those. They're the fucking old, the typical old man jacket that is an old woman jacket. You know, grey, navy blue, you know. Ah, oh, this will see me through until I fucking, until Ellen dies. And then I can probably wear this going up to the, Fucking cemetery every week to take some flowers. <laughs> Until I become too old for even doing that. <laughs>
and then I'll just potter about in the garden in this coat and eventually be found somewhere face down in our pond where I'll fucking... Aorta's fucking split and just, you know, flooded your chest with blood. Uh, I don't know. Uh, There's a definite jacket that old people wear and that is it. Um, Anyway, so, you know, here we go. Here we go again. Somebody's shocked. Somebody's offended. Somebody wants an apology for something. I tell you what, I fucking take my hat off to that school. If you live in Newcastle underline, send your kids to that school because they don't seem the sort of like wishy-washy fucking, you know, hey, man. Everybody's they've basically just gone, oh, fuck off and buy your own jacket. Find another jacket to visit your dead wife at in a few years. Anyway, um, talking to things that are morally wrong, here is a stance. Uh, vaccinating children, apparently, is not morally wrong. Uh, but um, uh, vaccinating children before poor, before the poor is morally wrong, Oxford scientists say. This is uh, the state of affairs. Uh, This is a a wider issue here at the Ben Briggs podcast uh, around the world. Uh, Offering children in some richer countries like the UK uh, a coronavirus vaccine before some high-risk people in poorer ones is morally wrong, a group of MPs has been told. Professor Andrew Pollard, who helped develop the AstraZeneca vaccine, said the inequity a vaccine distribution must change urgently. The US and Canada have made a jab available to children as young as 12, but in many low-income countries, those most at risk. Yeah, this is the way the world is, isn't it? Um, This is the way the world is, isn't it? People in poor countries, the third world countries, get fucked over, and people in richer countries, I know, that's my privilege, right here, putting my hands up, I know this. But nobody ever says that it is quite sweet living in uh, a first world country where you get the vaccines first. Nobody ever. (laughs) Do they? Nobody ever says that. People say this is fucking morally wrong. This is morally wrong that people in the third world are not getting a vaccine. Well, you could give them your vaccine. Fuck that. I'm taking the vaccine. (laughs) Well, they could have your kids vaccines, but they're my kids. They need their vaccine. I want my kids to live at the expense. I want my children to live at the expense of vulnerable people in a third world country. Thank you very much. Is that too much to ask? That's what people are saying, essentially, isn't it? I'm so glad I haven't got kids, so I can't be fucking tagged into this one as well. Not only have I got the privilege of being white, not only have I got the privilege of being a male, not only have I got the privilege of being straight, I also have the privilege, and now having the privilege of being cisgendered, now I have the privilege. (laughs) If I had kids now, I want them to have the vaccine. I want my 12-year-old son. Little Ben, I imagine that would be his name. You know, I'm not, you know. Um, or I'd call him something like, I'd have to get the uh, the advertising in for the podcast as well, wouldn't I? Uh, I'd, I'd, 
I'd call him Ben Briggs Podcast Briggs. Um, <laughs> that would be it. Uh, just so every time his name's read out on the register uh, at school, I get a bit of free advertising for the old podcast there, baby. Um, and just dress him in, like, onesies with my face on it, like the logo for this fucking podcast. Um, but yes, yes, it's a horrible, horrible thing, isn't it? You know, the uh, inequality that exists. Um, people, you know, USA, Canada, they'll do it over here as well, wouldn't they? You know, we always follow suit, don't we? First world countries... We'll make sure everybody's all right here and then we'll help out the third world. That's basically it. Uh, or we'll give them a bit of money. Oh, we'll just, nick, you know, we'll give you some vaccines if we can steal some of your fucking shit. Is that all right? Some of your shit we use over here in the first world. Is it all right to steal some of that shit? And we'll give you a vaccine or we'll give you some some sort of weapons. Is that all right? Is that all right with you? Ah, oh, fucking hell. It is appalling, though, isn't it? It is appalling the way the world works, people. Isn't it? Poor people getting fucked over all the time. You know, they've got fuck all. A lot of people in the third world have fuck all. This is not news, people. You know, I'm not, you know. But the, um, I don't know. I don't know. It says here the Pfizer vaccine, which has been approved in the US, has completed trials in adolescents and a number of other COVID vaccines have been tested on this age group and younger. But Professor Pollard said the main issue at the moment is to try and make sure the doses go to those in greatest need. It never is, is it? It never is. What a sad way to end the podcast. You know. Hey, man. If you want a reality check, man. Yeah. You got your two fucking jabs done yet? Have you? Have you? Yeah. You enjoying those two jabs at the expense of those people in the third world? They're making your clothes, people. How are you meant to get your cheap T-shirts if you're not fucking sending the jabs over there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've got to be a little bit political today. Um, what are we on? 30 minutes, people. That is uh, episode 214 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Mm. I will be back on, uh, if you want to contact me at all, by the way, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. We might have to start extending the episodes a bit because I seem to ramble on about about three different subjects or something like that and uh, never really <laughs> never really have a point about it. Um, if you want to contact me, it's just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, I will be back on Tuesday, motherfuckers. Have a great rest of your weekend. Give a little bit. Give a little bit. And uh, I'll speak to you on Tuesday. Take care.